Heartbreak. We've all experienced it at some point in our lives. Whether it was a dream job we didn't get, that relationship that seemed too good to be true and just didn't work out, or that friendship that faded into black. But out of heartbreak have come some beautiful things and better understandings of ourselves. On this episode, we are going to talk about how soul art comes out of our heartbreak. By soul art, I mean poetry, music, paintings, and even the art of metamorphosis of ourselves. Deeply personal heartbreak and heartache tie us together and share our stories. The art of heartbreak, right now, on the mantle with Janelle. Heartbreak has influenced many writers and artists. One writer, my mentor, William Reichard, agreed to talk with me about how heartbreak can be transformative for an artist as well as everyday people. William is a writer, educator, and editor living in the Twin Cities. His poems have been featured in NPR's Writer's Almanac, and his seventh book of poems, Our Delicate Barricades Downed, will be released on April 1st. Welcome, Bill. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Bill Reichard, William Reichard. I'm a local uh, writer, also a, an editor and an educator. And uh, Jen was a student of mine long ago uh, in a class called, was it still City Arts then? It was still City Arts then, yeah. City Arts. Okay, yeah, because they changed it after a while. So in City Arts, that was with the Higher Education Consortium for Urban Affairs, HECUA. Yeah. Bill has been really influential in my life and in my writing, um, especially, you know, I, I remember the first time I was in City Arts and I had the audacity to call myself a writer and had the audacity to call myself an artist. And Bill was really influential in that. Uh, what brings us together today is something uh, very near and dear to my heart, and that's the artwork and the artist uh, artistry of writing and um, poetry specifically. Um, so in this episode, we're talking about uh, the art of heartbreak and how heartbreak transforms us and changes our perspectives in ways that influence our artwork. And so right now, I want to talk to Bill about how art or how heartbreak has really um, influenced some of his works and um, and how it's changed his perspective over time. Okay, great. That's a, it's a big topic, heart, heartbreak. Yes. Um, I had to ask you uh, what you meant by it because it can be so many different things to so many different people. Um, and for me, it, it has a number of meanings, uh, there have been moments in my life where various things have happened. There have been deaths, there have been fights, there have been sort of the ends of relationships, uh, there have been losses. Um, and all of those have had a huge impact on, on my work. Um, a lot of times I think because in those moments, maybe part of your self-consciousness falls away your ability to sort of wear any kind of mask grows weaker because you just don't have the energy for it. You, you, you are so focused on maybe just trying to get through every day that whether or not people know you or know the real you, you don't care anymore. Um, and I think that 
opens up a door to the subconscious, which allows us to kind of stretch who we are. And, and I think it stretches us artistically because it allows us to see maybe just a little more clearly for, for you know, flashes of time, what it is we're doing or what's possible to do, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you talk more about that kind of that clarity that comes out of heartbreak or, you know, with the loss of a loved one or the end of a friendship or uh, not getting that job that you really wanted, you know, those types of heartbreaks there, it, it's very break shows itself in our lives. And so um, can you speak more to that clarity piece of what you were talking about? Yeah. Um, well, for me, it, it uh, I hate to say, I don't want to sound like I'm like I'm mercenary or anything, but a lot of times those, those moments are transformative for us in that they, we stop being the person that we were and become someone new because of that transformation. And, and that's not really a choice we have. I think it's just something that happens to you when you've gone through, you know, that kind of um, trauma, that kind of heartache. Uh, and for me, those have been the same moments when my ability to see my work more clearly and, and maybe more objectively that might be a good way to put it. It allows me to see my work objectively and to really see, okay, what, what's true and what's not, what works and what doesn't, what says what I want it to and what just obscures that under, you know, terrible metaphors. Um, and each time I've experienced something like that, for me, what it's, it's helped to do is, is tear down um, the blinders I had to sort of, you know, if I was hiding behind some sort of dopey metaphors because I didn't want to address what I really should have been talking about in the first place, um, that allows me uh, sort of those, that's, those are those flashes that then transform me and, and I think change my work. Um, but I think it happens to everybody who experiences heart, you know, whether or not they're writers or artists, they are changed. I think they are evolved in, in a way because you see just a little bit more of the world than you did before. And even though it's painful, right. that I think that can never be a bad thing to see with more clarity. I think change is always so frightening for a lot of people. And I think it's really poignant when you said that, um, that, it helps you look more objectively and look inner at your inner feelings and how yes. you're able to cope with them in a different way. Yeah. I think because it, you know, you sort of, it's like you do some sort of internal house cleaning and you maybe see more clearly what matters and what doesn't. And you're able to let go of some of the things that don't really matter. The, the kind of, um, problems or issues you might have in your life that really aren't problems and issues. You've made them into that, but they're not important enough. And in those moments, I think you're able to clear away some of those you let go and focus in more on, on things that do matter. You know, when someone dies, I think, unless they've been really horrible to you, you do tend to let go of, um, 
maybe any petty annoyances or fights that you might have had with them, disagreements or, you know, like squabbles, that kind of thing, that just falls away. It doesn't matter. Um, because part of it is that you realize that you're on your own in terms of that relationship. If there's going to be any understanding or, or even a sense of closure, that's the work you're going to have to yeah. do. That the other person is is gone. And unless they're talking to you from beyond, you're on your own. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Um, that sense of closure piece um, really rings true for me. I know um, after my brother had passed, you know, it was um everything everything every disagreement every every squabble every everything just fell away and it was just grief that was there you know and so a lot of my artwork around that time was around grief and death and 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 exploring those in those yeah. pieces of life and i think that's necessarily true for most of us you know it, it really is what consumes our minds and our 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 hearts and we can't help but make work about it because I think for those of us who are in the art or really anybody who feels an urge to make things, whether or not they call themselves an artist, um, that's what you have to make work about it, it because it's part of your grieving process. Other people might do other things. Um, uh, we all have coping mechanisms, but for those of us who like you and you and I who write, we we write about it, you know, and out of that, I think can come very good things. I mean, there's a whole tradition of, you know, the elegiac form, the elegy, which are really, you know, poems written in memory of things or people that are lost. Um, and, and those go back thousands of years. Right. Um, and I think we plug into that somehow we plug in sort of the, the giant battery of, of elegy when we're faced with those things and then something comes out of it. Whether or not you share that with people or not, sometimes it's private writing or sometimes it's public writing. And, you know, you ultimately have to make that decision. Absolutely. And I think when you're in the middle of it, it might be easier to make mistakes sometimes and share things, you know, prematurely uh, that later on you look at and you think, yeah, that was not very good, ultimately. <laughs> maybe I should have kept that myself, or maybe I don't want to deal with that. Anyone asking me questions about it, I wish I hadn't shared that. Right. But, you know, those are minor, minor issues. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for discussing yeah. this a little bit and give us uh, giving us a little bit of your thought process on the art of heartbreak. It's been awesome. Uh, do you have a poem that you'd oh, like yeah. to share with us? Um, I will. Yeah. And, and speaking of things that might be premature, um, my mom died in October. Um, and she and I were very close. And it's been hard for me to write since then. I, I've written very little. But I have been able to write a few things about her, about her death. So I'll, I'll share one of those. Okay. And if this is an early draft, so this poem may survive or it may not. Yeah. I have a great big file on my computer of poems that don't survive. Yeah. I can't bear to throw them away, so I just put them in that 
folder. So this is called uh, On Her Way to the Next World, My Mother Passes By. I woke in the middle of the night, didn't check the time. Waking up in the dark isn't new to me. I rarely sleep uninterrupted. As I sat up in bed, I saw a shadow pass from the left of the room to the right. It had no particular features, but I knew it was her. Maybe it was the shadow's gait, the way she used to walk before the cane and the swollen legs. Maybe the shape or the height. It didn't turn to look at me or speak. It was moving steadily with purpose. It had a place to be. I think she wanted me to know she was on her way, but didn't have time for agonized looks, final goodbyes. We'd rehearsed these things over and over the last few years. She was ready. She'd already started the journey. Great. Thank you so much, Bill. It's very beautiful. And thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and then one final thing that I wanted to talk to you about is you have a new, a new book coming out. I do. Yeah. Um, it is called Our Delicate Barricades Downed which sounds kind of odd. It's from a line in, in one of the pieces. And it, it's actually my first um, full book of prose poetry. Um, I've always had pieces of prose poetry in all of my books. It's, it's a form I am very drawn to. Um, but this is a whole book of it. And it's really kind of a cohesive sequence. It, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's not a life story. It's not a memoir, um, but it is pieces that interconnect in the sense that I'm trying to create a, a sense of feeling and a sense of place. Um, the Midwest, really. Yeah. Um, a lot of the pieces in their started their lives is something called Midwest Landscape, colon, and then what ultimately became the title of each piece when I realized I didn't really need that little, you know, title, pre-title there. Yeah. Um, so that'll be out officially April 1st from Broadstone Books. Um, they did another book of mine t- called Two Men Rowing Madly Toward Infinity back in 2016. Um, it's a little press out of Franklin, Kentucky. Um, and they also own a, a, an art gallery. Oh, wow. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it's, Probably might be available before April 1st, but it, it'll be on all the usual platforms, uh, hopefully at, at bookstores. Yeah, absolutely. And I will, I'll add the link to pre-order um, definitely when I post Terrific. this podcast. Thank you Great. so much for being Thanks. with us, Bill. Um, just loved your insight. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been nice to talk. Reflecting on my own heartbreak over the years, I've really seen how it's changed me. With every heartbreak came a new dawn. I was looking back in an old poem I had written when I was 18 years old. I decided to rewrite it as a 33-year-old woman to see how it's changed. I remember. 
I remember sitting in my parents' side yard, underneath the black walnut tree, talking and laughing with you in the heat of the August sun. We were best friends. We spent the summer riding in your geo-tracker, blaring music from a tiny radio. I remember the movies, Tommy Boy, and that unforgettable night of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, our first kiss. I had to go, family duty and all. Kentucky is so far away, but we talked every night, being best friends and all. My first love, strange how we don't talk anymore. Funny how life pulls us in different directions. We were best friends. Goodbye, my first heartbreak. My advice to those who are experiencing heartbreak during the pandemic is to find an outlet. It could be creative or taking up a new hobby and talk to someone. There's peace in heartbreak. The little petty things fall by the wayside and what is left is raw and emotional, but also authentic and transformative. As always, I want to share my gratitude to those who continue to support the mantle. With every download, with every search, you are really showing me community. Special thanks to Bill Reichard, also to Jerry, Chris, and Ken for always being so supportive. See you next time, friends.